Trading Nut, episode 92. I think that, you know, a lot of traders um, that listen to this, you know, they've probably got maybe a hundred, $200, $500 account, maybe, maybe a couple of thousand, right? What I believe you should do as a trader is pretend like you're trading a million dollar account. The market's going to do something. Your job is not to fight it. The market never, ever runs away. It's always there. That personal diary of trading will make you a much better trader than... I could be right about the direction, but wrong about the trade. Don't focus on the monetary side. Trying to make too much money on a trade is what I have seen killed every trader. Your losses offer you some of the greatest insight you can find into your mistakes. Relax. Learn the process. Candlestick pattern trading is a freaking trap. Don't be in a rush to become a millionaire. Let the market tell you what the market wants to tell you. This podcast is not financial, trading, or investing advice of any kind. Before we start, I'd like to thank our sponsored partner for today's episode, City Traders Imperium. Now, CTI has one of the world's best funded accounts and learning platforms all in one. Get a CTI Forex funded account today and advance a step closer to achieving your personal freedom. To find out more, head over to citytradersimperium.com. That's citytradersimperium.com. What's up, traders? Welcome to another installment of the Trading Nut Podcast. I'm your host, Cam Hawkins, and today we've got a young trader from Melbourne, Australia. Name is Daniel Kaluzzi on the show. Now, Daniel is a full-time trader. He's been trading full-time for over a year. He is uh, also heavily into the mindset stuff, came from a financial background, wanted to diversify into trading. Uh, He comes with a wealth of knowledge. You're going to get some massive tips here in the show that's just about to hit your earbuds here and also uh, we we walk through after video a little little trading view replay challenge of our own. So this is where this is a back test where I get Daniel to go through and we sort of do a simulated couple of trades in a trading view thing. That's over there uh, up on the Trading Nuts YouTube channel, so you can go and check that out. Actually, learn how he sees the market, how he reads price, how he manages a trade, where he sets a stop, and how he manages trades going against them. So there's a whole lot of stuff there that you can check out. Links in the description uh, of this podcast if you're listening or in the YouTube, there'll be, uh, well, you'll probably be watching it on the YouTube anyway. Okay, so um, guys, that's over there. There's also other stuff going on um, around this TradingView replay challenge stuff that I'm doing. So am I not, I'm not only just getting traders on, of which I had one on uh, last week. He came up with the top score, I think it was like 76 three or five or something, uh, gained over five trades, beat Forex, who had 7.61. I think those two are going to battle it out if no one comes up and beats them in the future. I think they're going to battle it out in, in, a, in a few weeks' time. So stay tuned for that. We've also got the semi-final of Trader versus Trader happening this week, as I record this, probably after you guys are listening to this. Uh, that is where I've got random traders from around the internet to come on, compete against each other, and see if they can do five trades uh, and beat the other trader. So we've had some fantastic guys come on already. A couple of funded traders have come on already, so multiple times they've been funded. Uh, We've had guys from uh, Irish guys, we've had guys from um, the UK, we've got South Africa, uh, the States, so all around the world. Guys, this is uh, we've got the semifinals coming up this week. These guys are, are showing you how they trade, their methods, exactly what they're doing. 
So you've got to come and check this out, okay? It's live. Uh, you can lob in. There's involvement there with the audience as well. Uh, the, it's a bit of fun. And we've got some changes happening in the semifinals and final to the rules. So you want to jump on there, check it out. If you missed the live, then there's always the replay as well, so you can check that out. All right, guys, what else have we got coming up? Uh, well, there's more traders hitting the airwaves on doing the Trading View replay challenge. We've also got uh, a new strategy that I'm giving away to anyone that joins up to my Robot Builders Club this month of October. So guys, you're going to get my round number strategy. It's a robot that I've just built. Um, you're going to get that along with a discount. So if you're interested in automating some or all of your trading, then this is the place to go. You're going to learn exactly how I do it. And there's a whole bunch of stuff there as well that you're going to sink your teeth into. So if you just want to learn the strategy that I've put together, then head over there. There's links in the show description here or over there on TradingNut where you're going to find out how that strategy works around round numbers and see some of the results as well. So I've got a video up there, which is that's the only place to watch it. Okay, so last but not least, I am thinking about doing a trading competition, an actual real trading competition. So guys, if you're interested in that, stay tuned. I should have some more information on that in the future. I'm hoping to get some amazing prizes for you guys to win. Um, if you're keen, just let me know in the Telegram chat. Do an at cam in the Telegram chat and say, hey man, I'm keen for this competition. Let me know when you're going to um, start it and I'll be there. All right, guys, do remember, we got the video after this interview, so listen to it. Let it soak in. There's some great tips, tricks, and advice in here. Uh, folks, welcome, Daniel. Let's get on with the show. Here we go. All right, folks, here we are on Trading Up. We've got Daniel Kaluzzi here from Melbourne over there, struggling in five-plus months of in and out of lockdown. How's things going, Daniel? Yeah, they're doing all right. Thanks, Cam. Um, thanks for having me on. Uh, this definitely helps uh, fill some of the time between lockdown, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, well, I think it's it's probably the the I mean the only profession that really is going to benefit from this is somebody who's either a trader or someone who's uh, <laughs> learning to trade because they'll have all the time on their hands, uh, all the time in the world to to actually put towards this as long as they're not getting sucked into watching uh, like you know massively long. Uh, series on Netflix or something <laughs> stupid like that. So, um, right now, to start off with, I'm going to find out all about how you got into trading, why you decided to become a Forex trader, and uh, yeah, your story up to date. And we're going to dive into that in a little bit more detail. Cool, cool. Sounds good. So, you want me to get started? Yeah, go for it. Nice. Uh, so, yeah, currently I'm 23 years old. Um, I've basically been trading the stock market since I was 15. And um, back then I was using my parents' accounts and then once I turned 18, I had my own. Um, I played a bit of tennis uh, from the age of seven for about 10 years at a pretty high level. And um, what kind of helped me fuel the passion for investments was, you know, I started studying financial planning and accounting. And within um, the studying period, I, you know, worked within a couple of firms, helping give financial advice to younger couples and older retirees. We didn't exact, exactly specialize in the investments area. We worked on, we were more of a holistic practice. So we worked on cash flow, uh, estate planning, insurance, and then also investments. And we also work with um, accounts and mortgage brokers to help with those needs too. Uh, so plenty of exposure to help a person's financial situation. However, it wasn't exactly fueling the passion for investments because it just didn't, it didn't allow you know, it was just because we're focusing on so many other things that investments weren't just such a small part. So what I ended up doing is I quit my job, 
right? And I looked for some investment analyst positions. And in the meantime, I, um, I remembered that I lost a little bit of money on Forex trying to trade news. And I figured, you know, in the industry, you heard a little bit about Forex trading here and there. And I was like, okay, let's, let's have a look at this because when you're trading on the stock market, it's very hard to earn a full-time income, especially with the leverage that you get on most um, platforms that I use. But with Forex, you know, it gives you the 500 to one leverage. So it's very easy to supplement your full-time income. And on the flip side, it actually helps fuel my investments passion. You know, being able to trade and keep up to date with the markets and, you know, see what's driving what at the moment. And so basically, I decided to, I came across Wix Don't Lie, um, Rakil, and I joined his mentorship, which helped me with the strategy and risk management side of things. And on top of that, it was also a very heavy mental game. And what was quite interesting was at the time, I was a part of this uh, mindset and performance program uh, for business people. And Jess Cameron was the head of that division. I like to think of her as the Wendy Rhodes from Billions. So anyway, we had these weekly meetings where we discussed issues that I was having, and we got to the core of why I may be having those specific problems within Forex trading. Because by then, I changed from working full-time at an office to now working full-time for myself, just purely Forex trading. And obviously, that came with a lot of stresses and pressures and um, you know, obviously still having that investments background, I now am bringing that over to Forex. So that was the, the transition was a little bit difficult, but with her help, I was able to, you know, transition a lot smoothly, a lot smoother. Anyway, um, she helped me train my mind to remove emotions and how to look at the market objectively. We called it two things. Um, confirmation bias and curiosity and basically confirmation bias was always always asking yourself how could you be wrong always looking at things from two points of view both points of view so the sales bias and the buys bias so don't get stuck looking at um, a short trade but also keeping in mind the long term op- the the long opportunity too so what that helped with a lot was when I was in a trade and I was analyzing, should I still be in this? What I would ask myself is, would I still take that buy or sell at, the, at that very moment? If not, maybe it's time to exit the trade. Excuse me. And the second one, curiosity. So always question everything from a higher subjective level. For example, when looking at bad trades, the key is to not get angry at yourself. You always need to ask yourself, what did you do well and where could you have improved from a subjective level? So yeah, so I remember, you know, I used to get angry at myself for taking these bad trades, but behind every bad trade, there's actually a lesson. So instead of seeing a trade as a loss, I looked at it as it's either a win now or a win later. And like I said, every trade has a lesson. So it's actually a win in the end. So even if you lose, there's a lesson behind that that gives you the lesson. Sorry, there's a lesson behind that (laughs) from the trade, anyway. Um, And anyway, as traders, it's our job to identify the lesson behind every trade. 
So it's all about changing your perspective. And that's what she really helped with. You know, I was able to take trades objectively. I was able to analyze them afterwards subjectively, you know, and not get angry at myself. And that's how I was able to grow. And um, yeah, like I like I said before, you know, I like to look back on it and think that um, every trader needs a Wendy Rhodes in their corner. And that's what I want to be to new traders and um, current traders. Cool. And so, so I want to dive back into that story a little bit and, and pick out some nuggets there. So first yeah. of all, you had you started off with the uh, stocks, then you went on to Forex, jumped into a new trading strategy and didn't do very well, lost money out of that. Mm. Found Wix don't lie. How did you? What What was the evolution from in between the news strategy where you know you, things weren't going well and Wix don't lie? Was Was your whole success based on the training that you had from Raja, or was it Was it something else? So the forex, um, the forex news trading strategy was probably two years prior to starting with Wix don't lie. So that was kind of something that. You know, it's like, it's one of those things that everyone has their first experience with Forex. And yeah, that's what my strategy was. It didn't work out, obviously. And that's why I had that break um, from Forex for, you know, a couple of years. And then, yeah, once I came across Raja, his strategy is what I've basically been implementing ever since. Uh, Maybe a couple of tweaks here and there. And yeah, I would actually contribute majority of my success to his teachings. Correct. Okay. And so, so how did that sort of progression through, you know, learning the strategy, applying it, um, look to you, you know, to walk us through that? Yeah. So what are you saying in, in regards to where I took the strategy? Well, like, yeah, when, do you, when you, no, more when you sort of decided that, okay, all right, I'm ready to go into a demo account or I'm going to back test it or uh, I'm going live. How did that, you know, play out to the point where, you know, you place your first live trade using it? What... Was it a win? Was it a loss? You know, how did that go from there? Were you straight straight away out of the gates, never looked back? Or was there a tipping point where things really fell into place? So, yeah, that's a good point. Um, so, I, so I started, so when I first saw Raji, you know, it was probably a month when I then was like, okay, I want to take this all on. I, like, I'm all in. So that's when I quit my job and I started trading Forex full time. But I didn't have it all down pat yet. So I figured that, you know, as long as I'm just purely focusing on Forex trading, I can figure something out. I can figure it out. And I think that, you know, a lot of people are doing it half, half-heartedly, half whereas I'm just someone that just wants to focus on it completely and um, work on it. So I think it, it took me about six months to, to get around the whole, um, to get around the whole, you know, the strategy, the managing risk, the goal setting, the psychology, um, but from the get-go, you're right, I was actually trading a real account from the get-go because I think that there's so many things that you can learn trading real, real money that demo doesn't allow you to. And, and were, you and trading, you know, like, like, were you trading big right? money or, or small money to, to get going? Well, here's, here's the problem. Um, I, I wasn't actually sure how much money I should really be. I know that he says, you know, 1% to 2% risk, but I had the issue of, you know, some some days, you know, I'd start to up the ante a little bit and that would actually, you know, bring me back a couple of steps because I didn't have that proper plan in place. You know, I wasn't like, I was like, damn, you know, I've got to, I've got to supplement this income right now. You know, that's, I was in that mindset of, my goodness, I need this money tomorrow. And so basically that actually brought me back. 
And um, yeah, is that is that what you're asking? And, and so, how did you get? Oh, so, so you, how did you get past that? Was that purely from this uh, this lady that helped you with the psychology, or how did that work? Yeah. So from so then I you know I started to use a bit of the financial planning side of things. Um, I was looking at you know I'm not sure if you're aware of like dollar cost averaging and all that sort of stuff. So yeah. you know so starting starting with a small balance and then slowly contributing to that balance or you know in regards to the stock market slowly investing in the stock market over um, you know contributing every month or every couple of months or so, but slowly slowly building your risk. So instead of going bang um, you know $500 risk per trade, you then had you know. 50 and then you slowly build up to 100 and then 150 200 and yeah that's what i worked with um with jess to help build the confidence behind that that's that a nice way to do it actually because uh i mean I've, I've heard people vaguely touch on this in the past where it's like let's you know add a, add, more, add more money to your account every single month or do it on a regular basis but I've never really sort of seen the benefit of it. But I suppose the benefit is, as you said, it's a bit like dollar cost averaging or, or having a regular savings or regular um, uh, investing plan. Mm. And it also helps gradually increase that ability for you to take, you know, your 2% risk to, to becoming something more more um, substantial and take away from the fact, like, your initial problem of, you know, I'm needing this money now that you're going to make from trading to pay for bills and all that sort of stuff because eventually that will that will happen and eventuate. So, okay, so you, you got to a point. Did, did, was there a tipping point there where you, you you were like, ah, I've got this now, I've sort of worked it out, and this is the magic answer, it, something like that? No, it was more of a gradual. I think that it probably started within – it started like the three, four-month period, and then once I got to the six-month period in those two months, I – it was like a gradual change and it's still improving today. You know, I think that you can never stop um, improving and, you know, um, improving on yourself. Right. And there's always lessons that the market's going to teach you. We're always a student. And I think that as long as you have that mindset, um, you know, you can't really go wrong. And what do you, what do you see as the, as the area that you need to improve on the most at the moment? Well, now what I'm doing, what I'm working on, yeah, is the is the scaling up. That's that's probably the hardest part with with any sort of trader is okay, going from having your plan of okay, starting at risking two hundred dollars per trade, then moving to three, four, five, six, seven, a thousand, two thousand, that that sort of thing. Okay, cool. that's and probably that's probably what I see the hardest because what that then comes with is you're risking more, so. So how do you overcome the psychology of more risk on the trade? Okay, and um, do you want to talk us through your sort of the data around your strategy at the moment or your your, uh, your trading, should I say? I mean, what what's your winning percentage and your risk-to-reward ratio? How do they look? Yeah, so I, I tend to do um, swing and scalping trades. Majority of them are scalping trades, so have about a one-to-one risk-to-reward. And the win rate that we've had on the stream is about seventy to eighty percent during just during the New York session. That's when I, that's when I scalp. Okay. So it's been really good. Cool. That's that's, that's very good. So so uh, what about t- so time frames? Talk about scalping. I mean, what time frames are you using to analyze and then enter? So basically, it's all the way down from the daily time frame to the. I would say my confirmations come from about the thirty minute time frame. 
Sometimes we use the 15 minute, but basic starts from daily, getting your zones from the daily, working your way to the four hour, one hour, 30 minute, 15 minute, and then executing on the 15 and 30 minute interchangeably, depending on the ranges and, you know, what's what the setup exactly looks like. So it's all very, um, you know, it's all very specific to what's going on at the moment. And are you just focusing on one particular pair or are you spreading it over a few? Uh, just GJ. And I, I look to swing gold every now and again. Okay. So gold's like purely swing and yeah, GJ scalping and swing. Uh, so what is your, what is your, so you said New York session, you've got a live stream going on there. What does your typical day look like then? Um, yeah, so we jump on, jump on the stream. Um, so obviously, you know, here in, are you talking about my full day or just the, the New York session? Oh, the general? full, the full day will be good. Full yeah, day? yeah, yeah can, cool. You can nice. sort of skip through the, uh, <laughs> you know, I had lunch and breakfast. I think everyone's going to be in agreement with that. Hmm. So yeah, um, obviously got my group that I, um, you know, we do our daily analysis. We do our weekly catch-ups. Um, they all, you know, we all chat and see how you went for the week or the month and, um, you know, work on any problems that they may be having. That's probably more, you know, around lunchtime. And then as we get close to the New York session, um, you know, we jump on the uh, on the Zoom and see what's what's happening at the moment. You know, draw out our zones, work on a plan, you know, buy, sell at this zone. You know, once we break here, we look for a buy. Once we break down here, we look for a sell. Um, you know, just basic, you know, and obviously the whole thing about working out and all that during the morning and, you know, having a nice cup of coffee and all that sort of stuff. But yeah, that's, that's basically it. Like there's not much to do in lockdown at the moment. And yeah, like you said, I suppose it has been, it has been a long time for you guys. So it's probably the routine's a bit out of whack. Mm. Um, so, so what do you, what do you think made you different from other people out there? And I really like the fact that you mentioned that the half-hearted comment, because I think that's, a massive thing for for other people but but what do you think made you different outside of that i think that having the experience of knowing what drives the markets from the investment side perspective um you know knowing how certain market events affect um you know the the markets in general but then i think that yeah, all I can really say is that yeah, I just I jumped, I went, I was all in, you know. Um, I think that a lot of also a lot of people's you know they start feeling some pushback from the market, and you know they start losing a little bit. They have some bad weeks, some you know some tough beats, but from that point, you know, some would maybe look for a job in between to help, you know, because it's a bit uncomfortable for them. But for me, I just stuck with it. I just knew that if I stuck with it, eventually you know, something would come of it. Yeah. yeah, and I suppose, I mean, it's so if you put different hats on, right, because, um, I mean, you're 23, so yep. you, you're quite young. You probably haven't got that many years of, you know, experience in the in the sort of corporate environment, let's call it. Um, so probably easier to go, hey, all in. If this doesn't work, I can always go back and find a job, you know, in, in two years' time, and I'm only, I'm only going to be 25 Things aren't going to be that bad. What about putting the hat on of somebody who is working a day job? Um, they're trying to get into trading. It's not really working for them. How would you approach it if, if you're in that position? Yeah, I, I kind of wish I did that. You know, I think that um, that would make the transition a lot easier in regards to, you know, having your job, but then working on trading in, on the side. I think that if I, if I ever were to go back to work, it'd basically be the best of both worlds because, you know, especially here in Australia, 
the New York session starts at around 7.30, um, pre-New York session. So around 7.30 p.m., you know, just after dinner, you're home from work. And basically, yeah, if you're here in Australia, obviously it depends where you are in the world. And I know that, you know, you have viewers all over the world. It's that trying to pick the session that suits you best uh, once it's, if it's early in the morning before work or, you know, later after work once you come home. And I think that the whole, the compounding of your, you know, putting money aside every single month, every single week from your, from your job and adding that towards your trading account can be really beneficial in the long term. And yeah, like I said, you know, spend three, four hours on the charts at your preferred session and, you know, just get used to, you know, if you're new, just get used to putting money on the line, even if it's $5, even if it's $10, just something because I, I actually, I don't see the benefit in demo. I think that the hardest part to get through is not so much the strategy part, it's the emotional part mm. of putting money on the line and risking. Because as, as humans, I believe we're very conservative in regards to money. We're very, we like to hold things tight to our chest unless exposed to, you know, being comfortable letting go and risking putting that money on the line. Okay, now diving into uh, the actual technicals here, what about, if you had to recommend three things somebody focused on on a price chart, what would those three be? Yeah, so I would probably work on, you know, work on drawing support and resistance levels on from you know working from the higher time frames and then molding them into the lower time frame zones so lower time frame levels if that makes sense um also pick your battles right for me i'm a big fan of you know looking left and making sure that you know where you're trading into is clean traffic as i like to call it so when you've got you know 30 minute or one hour candles creating the higher highs and higher lows and just nice trending movement. I don't suggest that anyone looks left and tries to trade a choppy market, if that makes sense. And um, yeah, number three, yeah, like I do, stick to one, pick one pair and stick to it. Uh, get to know everything there is because about, the, about that specific pair because if you try and juggle multiple pairs and they all act differently, you just, you're gonna get thrown off and you're not gonna know you know, for example, I like to say that, you know, if you're trading multiple pairs and the market's just not moving rationally, you know, if you're only trading one pair, you can identify that very quickly and you can maybe only make one loss that day or two losses. However, if you trade multiple pairs, those losses get multiplied. If that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Now, um, what about a trader's mindset? I mean, have you you've done, I mean, obviously quite... Quite um, hot on that topic. Yeah. Have you got any things that you could sort of share with the guys that are going to help them, like tips, techniques, hacks, if you want to call it that, that that's going to help mm. them sort of change their mind um, to be more ready to you know, face what's going to hit, hit them when they you know, start placing trades and that sort of thing? Yeah, I, I like to touch on um, my experience from tennis, actually, if that's okay. Yeah, and, for sure. Um, you know, I think that the biggest reason people fail is because of their mindset. And that's why I see a lot of um, trading bots like yourselves, like yours. I believe you've got your own. Yep. You know, it just it's an easy way to just remove the emotion from trading because robots are basically humans without the emotion and they execute on their rules and which is 
which is, I believe, the way that traders should be. You should honestly trade like a robot. So back to my experience with tennis, which I touched on, it was a massive, massive mental game. Everyone I came up against had very similar skill levels. But the reason someone won or lost was the mindset they brought into the match. So for example, if someone's having an off day, the win would be very easy for the other player because what I like to call it, the mental wall battle. And as a tennis player, you want to make yours rock solid to give yourself the best opportunity to win the match. So what I strive for was to break down the opponent's wall whilst making sure mine stayed strong. But we won't mention what I did to achieve that. <laughs> but go on. What you, what, you sure? Yeah, go on. What so basically, it was, it was the little things, right? It was like just constant jabbing. It was, um, you know, if they called the ball out, you'd, you'd be on their back. You're like, are you sure? Are you sure? Because there, there weren't many umpires in that, oh, yeah. you know. And it was like, you know, being on their back. You know, when you won the point, you'd, you'd do the Leighton Hewitt. You know, you'd go the, come on, you know, all that sort of stuff. You know, it chips away at the bricks. That's what I like to call it. So, yeah. And as you chip away at the bricks, the points become easier and easier to win. So my style was not so much to smash the guy off the court, but was to outlast the opponent through like persistence and determination. So, and then from my point of view, you know, I'd make sure that they never won an easy point. And I would put all my effort into every shot until they broke. And from there it was easy. Um, but what you need to understand is that um, tennis plays don't just break down after one point, right? It's done over multiple games and sets. Same thing with trading. One big win doesn't mean you've figured it out, that you're now successful. So, yeah, back to that, you know. After, so, like, after every match, um, you know, my coach would be there and we'd go over what had just happened and what we could do better. So, you know, shots that need to improve and, and what worked well. So when you get to training, you focus on the things you didn't do well in the match. So basically some of the best learning that I've done through tennis and through trading is, you know, focusing on what went well and what could be improved on through the training. But that couldn't have been done without the match play. Same with trading. Trading demo doesn't exactly give you that. So that's why trading live, you'll learn so much more about your trading than what you would with demo. And you need to learn you need to be behind the charts, but you can't spend too much time behind the charts. The charts are kind of just you there for the session. The learning is done off the charts when you're reassessing your performance, right? And a um, couple of similarities between trading and tennis is that, you know, the same mental wall you have when you need to have the same mental wall when jumping on the charts. If yours isn't strong, the market will break you down brick by brick. However, as long as you keep taking jabs at the market and breaking down its walls and ensuring your mental game stays strong, you can get to the point where trading is easy and fun because you've broken down all those walls from the market. Nice. I like that. Yeah, it makes sense. It makes sense. Um, Now, if if there was one thing you'd recommend any trader spend the next month mastering, what would it be? Hmm. I definitely think that Yeah, the mentality behind the chart. So I think that, you know, a lot of traders um, that listen to this, you know, they've probably got maybe a hundred, two hundred, $500 account, maybe maybe a couple of thousand, right? What I believe you should do as a trader is pretend like you're trading a million dollar account. 
right? If you had a, if that if that hundred dollar account picture is a million dollar account, and you trade it the exact same way as what you would do a million dollars, and yeah, that's I think that you know a lot of people don't understand that the habits that they form early on with trading the hundred dollar account could potentially hurt them later on, because with a hundred dollars they're like, oh, you know, I'm going to make two dollars today, you know, because I'm going to risk two percent. And they don't see it as a big deal. But once they get to that $1,000, $10,000, they bring that same mindset and those same habits to that $10,000. And that could end up, you know, being quite quite hurtful. You know, that could, um, you know, bring you back quite a fair bit. So, yeah, that was something that I would work on mastering for any new traders. Yeah, I love it. That's brilliant. That's a great Thank little you. tip there. So, yeah, think. imagine you're trading a hedge fund style account. And, uh, and see how it changes things for you. So uh, we're going to jump into a quick fire round here. So how long did it take you to go from newbie to consistently profitable? About six months. What's your favorite entry setup? So for me, I just love clean candles to the left. So basically, if there's clean traffic to the left, I'll, I'll figure out some sort of way, whether it's waiting for a support to form or resistance to form and then taking that trade. So it's all about the clean candles to the left. What about strategies for exiting and managing trades? Yeah, so for my scalps, I usually look to wait for the fifteen minute, the next fifteen minute candle to close, and I usually take profits at around eight to ten pips. And obviously, depending on the traffic to the left, I'll either let it run a little bit further, and you know, let the trail my stop loss below or above the fifteen minute candles as they close, or just put stops to break even, depending on how that goes. All depend on the structure. Do you have a recommended trading book or resource you can share with us? Yeah, Principles by Ray Dalio. Um, it touches on how, you know, how I like to look at trading. So when waiting for setups, it's usually just another one of those, which is what he likes to say. So if you have something written down, you've got a plan for when that certain setup comes. It's just, honestly, the market is just another one of those. Every single trade setup, every single um, pattern it just repeats itself over and over again. So yeah, definitely a very good book to look into. Uh, what's your preferred broker and trading platform? Uh, so I like um, IC Markets and Black Bull Markets, and I use MT5 for both. Uh, do you want to walk, walk us through your worst ever trade? Yeah, so um, my worst ever trade was a news trade um, back in the day. I was trading um, Euro GBP. It's quite funny um, when you sent me the questions. I actually had a look back on to see exactly how much I lost, and um, yeah, I believe it was like euro interest rates or GDP. Anyway, I lost forty percent of my account by misclicking. So, <laughs> so what happened? Right, is I took the trade. So what my plan was like? I took the trade before the news, and what I was like is like you know obviously when the news comes, it's very quick, and what I wanted to do is I wanted to. Tr- change the one click trading so i wanted to make sure i had the one click trade so normally what i do is i click into the trade i then close it from there right yeah however i change it to one click trading this time so as the market was making these big moves it retraced one way right you retraced the, the wrong way and um i went to go to click it to to open up the trade to then eventually close it but then i closed it <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> so I'm like, oh crap! So I literally lost forty percent in that one trade because I was there was no risk management. There was nothing. There was just yeah, it was quite insane. But yeah, that uh, that definitely taught me a very good lesson. 
I thought you were going to say it was the old, uh, I clicked buy instead of sell. <laughs> um, and then I realized, oh, no, I've gone the wrong way. <laughs> uh, no, I've done that before. Now, um, what about if you could leave our listeners with one piece of advice, what would it be? A journal. Journal everything. Um, I've actually just recently become a massive fan of Trello, which allows you to organize trades very, very easily. And basically what it does, it allows you to take um, a quick snapshot of what was going on on all time frames and also to document how you were feeling during the trade, uh, what your thought process was behind that entry and behind that exit. So yeah, definitely massive, massive fan of journaling. And I think that everyone needs to get involved. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Tre- Trello, I did start doing it on Trello as well and, um, and found it really useful, a really easy way to do it. I think who was it, Paul Widener, an old guest, he had uh, he had a little video on how to set it up so you can do it. But it's actually not that hard once you once you get started. Um, exactly. Now, before we wrap up, what's the best way for the listeners to get hold of you? Well, look, um, you know, come and join us on the New York, li- New York yeah, live stream, sorry. <laughs> uh, the Yeah, the YouTube channel is Wealth Mindset. Uh, I've also got an Instagram, uh, which is Wealth4, uh, the number 4X. And also, you know, go check out my website, uh, www.wealthmindset.com.au. Brilliant. Well, we're going to head over and shoot a little video clip, and you're going to show us what you do on a price chart. But uh, I want to say a big thank you to Daniel for sharing with us today. Everything we've discussed here, along with all the links, are in the show notes. To find them, simply search for Daniel in the search box on tradingnut.com. Until next time, wish all my listeners trading happiness and success. All right, guys, there we go. Interview with Daniel done and dusted. Now, quickly, while you can, while you're thinking of it, head over to the description, find the link, and you get, you get, you're get you going to get to watch his video that we shot, the Trading View Challenge that he took, see how many R he made or didn't make uh, as we shot this video of him doing a Trading View Challenge. We will probably get him on to do the actual Trading View Challenge in the future as well. So guys, other things that are coming up, we've got the semi-finals and the finals of Trader vs. Trader all live over there on YouTube. We've also got more Build That Bot coming up. We've got the Robot Builders Club October offer that you can take up now. Go and check it out over there. Learn the strategy that I'm um, sharing there and see some of the results as well. Also, 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 if you want to be involved in a trading competition, run by Trading Nut with some amazing prizes. Let me know in the Trading Nut chat. All right, guys, until next time, have a great trading week, and I'll see you in the next show.